you can't hold out and wait for perfection. You can't go, I'm not going to take on and try a new skill because I'm not going to be good. You've got to jump in and be willing with sucking. Okay. You got to jump in and be willing with failing and going, okay, now what do I do? How do I pull this off? What's up everyone. And welcome to studying failure. I am your host, John Egan, and my goal is to normalize the conversation of failure. I want to help you realize three things. One, you're not alone in your failures. Two, your failure is not final. And three, your failures do not define you. Each week, I'll bring on some incredible guests that will not only share their failures and their journeys, but will also give extremely practical advice on how to change the way you view your failures, setbacks, and adversity. This episode with Chris will knock your socks off, guys. Chris talks about his life growing up, living in the mountains, scavenging for food, having to live in tents and condemn homes, to dealing with people who were murderers, the state taking him and his siblings for a while, to ultimately him actually taking custody of his younger siblings. We then talk about his life as an entrepreneur and how he had to sell his houses. He had to sell his properties and move into a small apartment. And then he spent a long amount of time never getting a paycheck when he first started Kabuki Strength. You talk about an entrepreneur and not just a wantrepreneur. This episode is phenomenal as we talk about what to do when you hit failure or when you hit roadblocks, why you need a North Star, why you need something that is just pulling you there so that when you do fail or when you do hit roadblocks or when it takes longer than you expect or longer than you originally thought, you're able to keep going. I'm telling you, you guys are going to love this week's episode and just get so much value from it. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode with Chris Duffin. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Studying Failure. Today, we get to hang out with a Guinness World Record holder, Mr. Chris Duffin. Chris is known as the Mad Scientist of Strength, as he is the only person to squat and deadlift 1,000 pounds for reps. He's an inventor, thought leader, and serial entrepreneur, and is the co-founder of Kabuki Strength, which is a globally recognized brand where he serves as the chief visionary officer. Chris's book, The Eagle and the Dragon, gives incredible advice and motivation as it follows Chris's journey into the darkness of his own heart. You get to witness the powerful transformation of alcoholism, pain, and defeat turn into vision, character, and victory. Chris, you are without a doubt the strongest person I've ever had on the show, man. So I appreciate you coming on, brother. I'm I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Well, uh, thanks for uh, quite the kind uh, intro, John. And uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it today as well. Yeah, man. I tell you what, dude. You made that introduction. You just it's you just made it easy for me to just put it down <laughs> on paper. So all credit goes to you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a question for you because I found it really interesting. As I was kind of doing my research kind of about you, I noticed oftentimes you post a lot of gym fails online. Like a lot of time you're failing while trying to deadlift or squat or whatever it is. 
And I found that really interesting because you are a Guinness world record holder. Like you are this incredibly strong human being and you're just posting all these fails online. Why do you do that, man? Because most people, they won't even post a picture online if their hair isn't right or going in the right direction. So why do you post these insanely failed gym videos? Speaking of that, my hair is standing on end right now. I don't know if it's a video <laughs> podcast or not, but uh, I, I do make sure I comb it when I've got uh, dates with my wife. Uh, there you go. That's what matters, brother. That's what matters. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, well, let's think about this for a second, though, because I, uh, you know, the, the major feats of strength that I ended up accomplishing in my life uh, was in the age of 38 to 43. And that 42, 42 years as old is when I finished my, my, my squat. I squatted a thousand pounds, thousand one for three reps. And at 38 oh, is when so. I, I did the force person of that it was four years before that I did a thousand and one pounds for almost three reps on the deadlift. Uh-huh. And it was a year before, it was a year before that, that I set my target on, on this. Okay. So when I was 37 years old, I said, this is what I'm going to do and wrap up. And so it's, this stuff doesn't happen fast. Yeah. You have to, you have to love the process. But I, I mentioned the age there because I started lifting in 1988. All right. Okay. And so clearly it's, it, it's loving the process, which is going to have a lot of ups and downs and a lot of learning along the way. Um, I obviously, if I pulled off what I did, I have some, you know, tremendous genetic ability, but yeah. you'll notice I didn't do it at 26. 28, 30, 32, like it took me just pounding away decade over decade and having to work this in with my life and the things that were going on was I, I went through school, pursued my career, had kids, like all this sort of stuff of figuring out how to like, how to make this work together uh, so I could pull pull it off. And so, you know, I'm just taking your question a little bit further and like, Uh let's talk about that story a little bit more. Yeah, uh, because yeah, you're gonna you're gonna fail along the way, um, uh-huh. and, and 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 we get this image of perfection across social media these days, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not just like the lifting. It's you mentioned if the hair's off or the whatever, and I actually purposely like don't come. That was why I don't comb my hair. Like, is yeah. for social media to troll social media people, like. <laughs> You know, here's this uh-huh. Insta famous person, and I don't care. Excuse my language. Sure. Like thing, things in life are not pretty or, or perfect, and uh, you need to be okay. Uh, you need to be okay with those things. But you really got to to get back to the point. Like, you've got to be in love with the process, and and so if you think that every workout's going to be a success, and every, you know, you're going to walk away feeling amazing, that happens here yeah. and there. But sometimes it's horrible and you got to pick yourself up. And most of the time it's just average. Uh-huh. Like you went through and you did some stuff. You like, just had to get yourself the, through it. That's not the most exciting thing to post <laughs> online, right? Like, yeah, that was, that was all right. Like uh, I had an okay workout that, today. It was okay. But, like, but, that, 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 that's, but that's the reality of, 80% of the time that you're, you're, you're in the process. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, 
So I, I think there's some things to, to, to showcase there. Um, you know, along with that too, I also just do random stuff that doesn't additive to my goal. Uh-huh. So people always ask me, I have these weird movements that I do like one arm barbell snatch and uh, just <laughs> these that's weird. Incredible. By the way, dude, <laughs> that's, that's incredible. <laughs> I still have it. I always wanted to hit 225, uh, but I never, Sheesh. you know, uh, I never quite, I, I got to 215, but Oof. people are like, well, why do you do that? Like, what's the, what's the, you know, the science, because I'm known as being, you know, very thoughtful and precise and, uh, and everybody's like, you know, how's that incorporated in your training program? It's like, well, it's just the mental aspect. I enjoy doing it. Right. And if you're going to be at stuff for decades, you know, you're not going to be grinding all the time. Sometimes you just need a little something for the soul. Right. 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 So, so you need sessions of time that's just dedicated to let's just enjoy this because I enjoy it. It's not uh-huh. always pounding away at like trying to be the strongest person in the world or trying to like whatever you could, you know, put this in any goal that you want, business, life, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. That you're not always striving just to do that. Like take a step back and go, am I enjoying what I'm doing? And are there parts of the process that I can just spend this block of time, period of time focused on this piece? Like, Hey, I'm working on building this business. I want to hit revenues of this. And it's like, you know what? You know, maybe this quarter, I want to work on culture. I want to have some, I want to make sure that people are having fun and we're going to put some stuff in place around. That's okay. Yeah. Because that's going to keep you reinvigorated for the long term. Because to pull off anything amazing in life, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in a year. It's not going to happen in five years. Yeah. And people today want to think about this day, this month. <laughs> and right. They want to snap their fingers and it's done and it's there for them. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I found it so interesting that you're like, hey, it took me, what, 20, 30 years of like going, 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 going until I reached my goal. And I went through school and I had kids and I had a job. I boom, 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 all these things. And along that way, like you're going to have crappy workouts. You're going to have days that suck. You're, you're not going to want to drag your butt to the gym and, and work out like, or you're going to have a bad workout and then you have to get to the gym the next day. Right. Or you have a bad day with your kids and then you still have to get to the gym. Like you're going to have, you're going to have periods of time where maybe you got a job that's just a grinder and killing you. Maybe, right. I mean, you know, I, I went through a divorce in the you know, the, uh, during that, that final process as well. Like mm-hmm. these are things that they affect, again, we're talking strength training right now at this yeah. moment, but this is all that's going to play a role in everything else that you're doing and chasing in life. Right. You know, yep. life is still going to come at you. Yep. And life isn't going to stop. Like life no, isn't it stopping. <laughs> it does not. You're going to have those, those other big things through your life. Uh, they're coming at and you've got to deal with, and sometimes, you know, they're going to take a priority over the, the self-perceived priority that you have in your life. Right. Yeah. So my question to you, man, is, and you can equate this to whether you're wanting to start your own business or you're a real estate agent, or you just have a nine to five and you're a salesperson, or you are starting your own gym, whatever it is. How did you drag your butt to keep going after the days that suck? After the days where you were just mentally drained because 
man, it's tough with the kids or you're going through a divorce or whatever it is. And you've got to get your butt going. You've got to get your butt there, whether it's to make the next sale, to close that next house, whatever it is. How did you just keep going, brother? So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my background. So this is a lot of my philosophy and approach to, to life, which is I've had tremendous success as, as an entrepreneur, uh, as a business executive, you know, I was, I, I, I spent a couple decades, uh, you know, I've got an MBA and engineering degrees. I was, uh, you know, they'd hire me to come in and turn around like aerospace manufacturing companies, automotive companies. Like wow. I, I did that stuff, uh, for wow. like 10 years, uh-huh. um, uh, you know, taking companies and growing them from like a regional to a national to international. Like this is what I, that, what I did before, you know, going down the route of running my own businesses and building, like multiple successful brands or globally recognized companies like, and as a strength athlete, I've done well, but what, what are the things that taught me the lessons that I needed to be successful? Right. right. And this is, stuff, yeah, I'm going to tell you some crazy stories here in a minute, but it doesn't mean you have to have these crazy stories in your experience to, to accomplish what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is my process of learning and, and how I share this, but uh, uh, you know, a lot of times you hear this term of burning bridges, you know, making sure that there's nothing behind you. Burn the uh, boats. Right. And then yeah. your only way out is to succeed. So I learned this at a very young age, not okay. purposely. Okay. Um, I grew I grew up homeless in the mountains. So wow. we're talking foraging for food, killing animals, you know, you know, having beams lashed up in the trees to keep away from rattlesnakes that we, you know, we slept, we slept in tents, condemned homes. It was pretty bad environment. Um, Lots of, lots of drug and alcohol abuse dealt with people that were murderers. I was taken, me and my siblings were taken by the state for a while. Uh, Whoa. Dealt with human trafficking. These are all stories in my autobiography, by the way, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's an entertaining read. (laughs) <laughs> and, and as I, as I got older, you know, this is the environment I lived in. I, I started having to just, you know, step up to the plate. I never sure. really had a child. Right. Sure. And I, I watched a lot of people around me literally die or, you know, lose their life to drugs or mm. lots of different, you know, outcomes. And, uh, and, and I'm like, I, I can't have that happen. And so sure. I ended up, putting myself through, through college. And during the wow. course of that, I took custody of my three younger siblings. So oh my goodness. I, I raised my three, uh, my three sisters, uh, while I pursued my dual engineering degree, my MBA and was working uh, full time. And <sighs> it, there was no, there was no fallback plan. There was only, I must succeed because there's no, there's no home to go back to if I had a gap in between jobs. Sure. There's no there there's no couch even like to go sure. crash on. Like I've got to step up the plate not just for myself but to take care of others. Right. And so this is something that's been instilled in me forever is like pursuing life in that full all-in fashion. Back and is so against many- the wall. You get you just got to go. Right. You just gotta, you gotta be all in. And, and, uh, and and sometimes I didn't follow that process and it just, things drug on forever. 
Mm. Um, of just like making the impetus to make that change. Now, this process of like going all in and burning bridges has a lot of risk to it, right? right. You better right. really, and, I, and we will, we'll dive into these conversations. I sure hope we do understand what it is and where you're going because it's got to be worth it because you might fail. Mm-hmm. You might not have a place, you you know, you, you've got to be all in. And so mm-hmm. I've taken that through my life. Like there was, you know, just random stories. I, I, uh, there was one time I was, I wanted to add another level to my house. And so okay. I'd done some like, you know, I'd installed a window or a door here or there type stuff. Yeah. And so I got the permits filed and I cut off basically the the center section of my house in the the start of summer. Yeah. Kicked off the sides into a dumpster. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I damn well <laughs> better learn how to do wiring and electrical and all that stuff now because I've got There's a whole no turning back. build in frame no envy because- <laughs> It's going to, I live in Portland, Oregon in the Northwest and the fall's coming and it puts you in this point of like, you have to just like figure it out. You can't just, oh, it's a tough week at work. It's a tough, what I, I don't have the time for it. Uh, some, something came like, there is no option but to do it, or I'm going to lose this major investment that I, that I have in my life is going to get yeah. destroyed. Yeah. Um, so you've got to just step up and do it. And that's just a, that's a, a more random everyday story than the, the, than the, the, the upbringing I had. Um, but that has just been something that's, that's instilled in me. And, and you know what you are, you're gonna, your thing is, you know, to the point of your podcast, you're going to fail. Like you're going to walk down the wrong path, but you got to pick it up and move another direction and just keep, keep going until you can find the path that is the one that's going to get you to where you want to be, because there is no other way out. There's nothing right. else but to do, but to move forward. Right. And I, I had, you know, so I, I start, I tried to make the shift, um, to, uh, kind of the sports performance world first time in 2008. Sure. I, uh, designed, uh, some very major pieces of equipment, had a partnership to, uh, to do the marketing. Uh, I built four of these units. They were $4,000 a piece and was going to start the process. And I was running an aerospace company at the time. Wow. And so it was like this side, it was this side gig, right? And then wow, yeah. things went things went sideways at the aerospace company and I had to be, I, I couldn't do it. And so it wasn't until 20, the end of 2014 huh. that I said, you know what? I have to, I have to cut all ties and so I you, have to quit. You, I, I quit my job. You burned and then your, now, you now burned there the was, That time it was successful. And yeah, there was a couple of years I didn't. I didn't make any income. Like I, I made really good income in my, my years prior. I had to, I had to live with those, you know, I ended up selling my home, living in, yeah. uh, I had a couple houses actually sell, sell all my properties, living in an apartment. And, uh, that was a, but I had to make it work in, and to get through to the other side, uh, I did it. And there would have been so many times that's so tough to just go, man, I should just go back. I should get a job. And if this was a side hustle, do you think I'd, do you think I'd have been there? And, right. uh, but I, stuck, I stuck with it and right. I kept driving and grinding because that's all I had at that point. And like, uh, like if, if you wouldn't have sold your properties, if you wouldn't have done things, then you would have just been just like coming up with excuses on to start Kabuki. Is, is that what you're saying? Yeah. If I'd stayed in my, my career and kept like trying to work it a little on the side till it's big enough, work it a little on the side, um, versus being willing to 
to throw it in. And guess what? You know, there were, there were major aspects that failed here or failed there. And like I said, I didn't take income for years. Like I said, do you think, do you think, do you think selling my houses and living in an apartment is a success story? Um, I I, I was failing, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So let, let me ask you then that, then Chris, like in that moment, right? When you're selling your properties, you're moving from, you know, homes into a small little apartment. Why was that worth it to you? And what kept you moving through the failures? Was it the belief in yourself, the belief in the product, or was it simply because you did burn the boats and you just had no other option, but to just keep moving forward? Yeah, this is uh, this is the thing that people really need to spend some time with because you know especially everybody wants to be an entrepreneur these days it seems to be you know entrepreneur's a name right, right side right. hustle all this sort of stuff right uh-huh and it's going to be tough i'm not going to lie to you it's going to be a long haul and it's going to be so much more work than you anticipate mm-hmm. and it's going to put, it's going to, it's going to test you like you've never been tested before. So you got to really understand like why you want it because mm-hmm. just wanting it to make some money is not enough because mm-hmm. you can go get a job and start working for somebody else and have a nice life and push, push, push that, push that road. It needs to be way more than I want a fancy house and a fancy car, right? So you've got to really, really peel back like what you want in life. And so the thing that I always uh, tell people to do is uh, this is a a, a methodology from uh, uh, some Japanese philosophy. I think it was where it was originally based, but they uh, it's called the five whys. Okay. And it's to ask yourself why and keep digging those layers back. So. Hey, I want to get back peeling. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I want to, I want to be a business owner. Why? Well, I want a fancy house and a car. Why? Well, and we can just keep digging. And uh, I use this example because this is a really, this is a really easy one. So this is kind of getting a little bit more to your personal values. So you need to understand Mm -hmm. your personal values and then how that aligns with like your business and other stuff, right? So yeah. It's uh, the fancy house and car is a, is a, an easy common one that I use because if we focus on the objects, you can really miss what you're after. So, That's so, true. Those, so, so to explain that, uh, I would say, hey, I, I want those things. And so it could be the reason that you want those things. Again, there's any reason. There's no right or wrong. There's no morality to it. Don't yep. I don't care. Sure. You know, don't don't box your in about like what's right and wrong and what I should want things. But why do I want it? So in this example, I could say I want those things because having a stable environment for my family is a huge priority for me. I did not. I had far from that growing up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I if when I start peeling, I really start thinking about those things. I go, man, you know, if I have those things, I know that I'm successful in life and I'm able to take care of my family. Sure. And that's what I'm doing. Okay. Sure. Could be yeah. any number. It could be any number. So I don't care. Uh, I'm just making up an example here. But if I don't understand that and I could just continue to focus on this is my, my goal, I could go, Hey, I'm right on the verge of that. And I reach out and I over leverage myself to get those things. Okay. And what have I done? I've actually created the opposite of 
of security, yeah. stability and security. I've uh -huh. actually put myself in this environment of high level of risk and uh, and done exactly the opposite. Yeah. Okay. So that's why it's really important to just understand these things. And uh -huh. so for me, you just, an easy way to do that is just like to pick those things that you really identify with in life and start digging that back. And this isn't a one process thing. This is something that takes months and years to keep digging at and understanding right. uh, so that you can really get to the base level of those things. So for me, mm -hmm. like here's my uh, yeah, core values is I guess a, you know, a, a, a common term, but that's, that, that is really what it is. So, yeah. so for me, I want to be in an environment where I've got challenge. Okay. Okay. I need to be, I need to be challenged. I need to have continual learning. Okay. Uh -huh. I need to have uh, recognition for, for my accomplishments. Okay. Sure. Um, uh, competitive. It, it has to be a competitive environment. It brings out the best. Like I, I thrive on that. So, you know, these are some, those are four. There's probably, uh -huh. I think I have like seven kind of main ones that are really big drivers for me. Yeah. Uh, and some of those are being, is how I'm impacting others. So for me, it is a tremendous key value for me to be adding value to other person's life, to be able to help them achieve things that they never thought possible themselves. And this is why I love, like I said, I was a, a high performance executive, but I owned a gym on the side for, you know, quote, you know, a decade before I actually opened my businesses and I was coaching people for free yeah. um, wow. while I, while I strength trained because I just loved it. And that, that's and that's the thing. And that's what I, so my, and that's what I loved out of my career. That's why I excelled in leadership. Right. So you do a sure. little reflection, like, Oh yeah, that's, I loved coming into like dysfunctional organizations and being able to turn them around and change the lives of the people that were in there that were struggling and, uh, the chaos and all these sorts of things. Mm -hmm. But I, I realized at a point, like I had these other skills to bring to the table that I could impact yeah. the world in a much greater way, uh, by that knowledge and ability that I had within my, within my network and what I've developed on the sports performance side that I could I could have impact on the number one healthcare cost in America, mm -hmm. low back pain. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's bigger than diabetes and heart disease and cancer. That's wild. Low back that's pain, wild. right? That's wild. And, and what, I can get people out of back pain with just words over the internet. Like, yeah. Uh, and so, so I'm like, I need to be, and that's just one. So it's not just back pain, but, um, but that, through helping people understand quality of movement and how they're moving and supplying both the education and equipment that I could change people's lives for the better. Mm -hmm. And, and I, you know, culture and community always been absolutely huge for me to be in a work environment in that manner. And so I've kind of changed and transitioned organizations. That's why I did a lot of, uh, organizational change. If you're, if you're coming in and turn around companies, like you're definitely a, a specialist in organizational change, yeah. but I wanted to build something from the ground up that had, that was centered around these values. Those like six or seven that, things that we, that, that we lived these things. That continuous improvement was a key. And then everybody was impassioned about accomplishing the same end goal, which is to change the world for the better, to help people get out of pain and live better through developing resilience. Okay. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So I'm going way, way, way around your question here, but I'm not like, this is, 
this is me. This is who I am. This is what I live and breathe. Right. And so once I started developing it, there was no nothing else for me. You know, it, it's a challenge when you can walk out and get a job making, you know, a few hundred thousand a year doing stuff in my prior career versus struggling to get by, you right. know, selling off my, sell, sell, selling off my, right. you know, my, my stuff so I can make ends meet so I can pay my employees and my vendors. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the opposite, you know, <laughs> and, uh, but it's got to be worth it. And you got to understand why it is. And for me. Mm. I'm sure you can feel hear the passion as I'm speaking about. You can about sense this. it from you, brother. Like I can see it in you right now. Like yeah. you are, you live this, my man. Like you live this. This is who you are. It is, and so, and then we built this organization that does it. And there was, there's nothing else for me to do once I finally knew. Like this is what I can do in the world. Like I you got one life to freaking live, and I know I, I'm lucky enough to have figured out that I can impact the world and leave it better with a way, you know, I'm not solving world peace or hunger or things like that, but guess what? I know something and I know that I can bring change in this manner. How can I not chase this? Then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I'm making or what I'm doing. Like I'm all in and that's how much it means to me. Yeah. And, um, I struggled for, uh, you know, a couple years and then yeah. three years in, four years in, guess what, where, 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 where I was at at four years in, okay? Globally recognized brand. And, and wow. by that, I mean 90% of all professional sports teams in the world or in North America use our products. We're talking Major League Baseball, three teams don't use our stuff. We're talking- Oh my goodness. Uh, Le- LeBron and the rest of the starting line for the Lakers. Yeah, they use it in their training center. They have them in our stuff in their home gym. The Rock, he's got eight oh of my, my bars goodness. in every location that he that he that he that he trains at, and they're on the road with him. Thor wow. from Game of Thrones, like uh, the, the list goes on and on. Now we're picking up big in the celebrity world in uh, uh, in <laughs> in Hollywood, uh, and uh, it, that's when I when I say uh, when I say globally recognized brand, that's what mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, wow! Tour de Tour de France teams, the NHL, Olympic throwers. Uh, this is the, this is where we penetrated in a matter of four years. And guess what? We're changing people's lives. We're doing yeah. that. We're leaving leaving them for the better. And so you know, weekly basis, we get emails and social media messages and things like that. That you know, you take somebody that's like in pain, hasn't been able to train for like six months. It's debilitating to turning that around and like getting completely out of pain and then going in and maxing their old squat max for a triple with zero pain. That's incredible. Like that's, that's freaking wonderful to be able to do that stuff. And so, so yeah, it was a struggle for years, but that's, if you put in the effort and work through it, uh, like I said, that's clearly, you know, that environment and what I, what, what I pushed through, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't success in those years, uh-huh. um, but you've got to have, you've got to, you've got to peel, really peel back and understand why you want to do these things, because there's going to be some hard times and nothing, nothing's going to come easy in that, in that manner when you're tracing something that is truly changing. And, yeah. uh, it took a while for us because the stuff that we did, nobody'd ever seen before. 
the products that we brought to market, the methodology well, is now like the discussion is now ubiquitous in, in our in our industry around <laughs> breathing <laughs> and, and uh, loading of the diaphragm in relation to the pelvis and rooting concepts with the floor. Like now it's all just like when I started having those discussions like 10 years ago uh, online, <laughs> everybody uh -huh. thought I was crazy. Uh, that's where I got the name Mad, Mad Scientist. Mad Scientist, right? that's right. And, that's right. Uh, so anyway, I, I, I went on a bit of a tangent there, but it's it, it's important to understand that because when you hit a roadblock and, and you hit failure and you're going to hit it, that's okay because it doesn't matter. That's the short term thing because yeah. you're going to get somewhere past that. And there's so many different paths to get there. And you're not going to succeed if you're not willing to fail. Right. Uh, that's how we learn. That's how we move forward. And it's right. just important for people to understand uh, these concepts and that you can't hold out and wait for perfection. You can't go, I'm not going to take on and try a new skill because I'm not going to be good. You've got to jump in and be willing with sucking. Okay. Yeah. You got to yeah. jump em in. Embrace and the suck, right? Em embrace the suck. Failing and going, okay, now what do I do? How do I pull this off? Uh-huh. Well, dude, so one, I got like freaking goosebumps from, from all that, man. Like that's amazing how you went in just four years, you, you accomplished that. Like, and it's, and it's, I feel like it's only just starting for you guys because of the passion that you speak with Chris. Like it's only just, well, the I, 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 have, I, I have a much bigger plan. This is all just the framework that we're starting to build to yeah. make the bigger change that we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, that holds all this together as well as clinical practice, the integration of clinical and strength and client um, is all a much, much bigger plan. I've got about five more years uh, to build go. the framework for like this bigger system that's going to change the face of both fitness and clinical space and how those how those work together because it's it's broken and siloed right now. And let's go. That's dude. Change. So yeah. yeah. And the second thing. That's that, 10 years, by the way, that's 10 years plus the edge, like the probably the decade I used before that of like uh, networking and developing relationships and knowledge before even launching. But Chris, uh, what about the snap of the finger, man? Like, <laughs> what about being like, you know, in one year changing your life around or do this for three months and like you're going to be a freaking millionaire? What about that, man? Where's that dream? <laughs> and that's why you've got to have this North Star. Because you're going to sit there and sometimes not feel like you're moving forward at all. You're, you're yeah. taking steps and you're not seeing change. And then a year goes and then all of a sudden you make some leap. And so mm -hmm. you've got to be able to, uh, you know, recognize that when you have had success, like even if it's not where you want to be, to be able to take a step back and celebrate and enjoy those moments, but then get That's right key. back into it. You've yeah. got to have the passion the passion to drive you through these long periods of like where you're, where you're working it, but maybe yeah. you're not moving forward yet. And yeah. that's, uh, but you're still pushing, you know, that North star and you're just putting, you're just stepping up. This is the, you know, what I learned from my early childhood. Like when I had nothing mm -hmm. and I had to just like, guess what? I got to get good grades. All right. Now I got good mm -hmm. grades. All right. I got to, I got to get in sports. I got to do well at sports. Wow. I suck. And just keep, <laughs> keep at it. Keep at it. Mm -hmm. By my senior year in school, I was valedictorian and a state level athlete. Okay. Oh my that, goodness. that gave me the, you know, that gave me the opportunity to, to, to get some scholarships. I didn't get enough scholarships 
Okay. To go to school. Uh -huh. I still couldn't, I didn't have the confidence because my parents didn't have the, the coaching and mentoring to get there. So next thing you know, sure. I, I reach out to some of the newspapers, a newspaper writes an article on me and then I'm doing interviews and picked up on the wire service. And the next thing you know, then a college finally says, Hey, you know what? We're going to, we're going to get you a full ride scholarship. And I'm like, that's good. Wow. But I'm still gonna I'm still gonna go to work and work full time while I'm going to school because I got no fallback plan. And guess what? You had no other I, option. I gotta take care of my sister. Like it's just like you just keep putting one foot in front of the other as long as you have a general idea of mm -hmm. where you're going. Mm -hmm. Uh and that that picture is gonna get clear. You don't need to know exactly where you're going. Yeah. But get that picture and go there. But this is again why understand why you want things. So right. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to digress for a minute. Uh, so I, I, I gave the house example. It doesn't have to be things necessarily. So it could be, I want to be, I want to be in the NFL. Yeah. All right. Uh huh. Why do you want to be in the NFL? Because your, your ability to get there is based on some things that are out of your control. And it could also be taken away from you at any time, like a bad accident, whatever. So understand, is it, is it recognition? Is it, is it competition? Is it, is it, uh, you know, just being that, uh, you know, whatever fame or whatever, it, like understand what those things are. And you could actually understand that there's other avenues in life that will allow you to realize and live those same values. And that really right. opens things up. So there's like one common theme for me, Chris, from the last like 10 or 10 to 12 minutes of our conversation, spending time with yourself, being introspective with yourself and being self-aware in my mind, those are like the flashing words in my mind of like, if you don't spend that time with yourself, like for you, if you would not, if you did not spend that time with yourself, when you started that, you know, when you sold everything, moved into the apartment and you started Kabuki in what, 2014, 2015, like if you would not have spent that time with yourself, there is no way you would have been able to keep going like through no. all of that, like there's no way. So the, like you did the work for years and years and years beforehand on yourself. So then once 2014, 2015 came, you were ready for it mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like you were already, you were there for it, man. Yeah. And that's uh, <laughs> a great opportunity to plug my book, right? The Eagle and yes, the Dragon. Please. Yeah. Uh, this is what I do. It's a, it's an autobiography, but it's, uh, it's a, it's a kind of a guide for yourself to walk through those processes and share some of these lessons and provide you with some inspiration, motivation, mm -hmm. uh, as you do this. So it's a really great piece. It's a five-star rated book on audible and basically every e-retailer. Uh, yep. and it's, uh, it, it, it's actually in bestseller and like the, those categories specifically like self-help, uh, self-development and, uh, psychology, uh, in addition to, uh, the yeah. sports stuff, there's only like three pages related to lifting at all in the book. I think number 42 in psychology or something like that. Oh, still nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so it's a, it, it really helps people walk through the process without telling you what's right, what's wrong, but getting you to ask those questions uh, of yourself. But one mm -hmm. thing I really encourage people to do is make the time to do this. Right. So like in the business world, there's lots of different ways. I'm going to just show you some different, ex you know, discuss some different examples, but like I would block my Friday afternoons for, for there's probably like at least a decade I did this. I'd block mm -hmm. Friday afternoon. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Friday afternoon was my time to think about what went well in the week, what okay. didn't go well, 
what I would do different and what am I going to do for my, my, for my next week. Okay. Sure. Sure. It, it could be Sunday. It could be Monday morning, whatever. Take the time mm-hmm. in your, put, in your life. Put it on your calendar. To, to plan these things, you know, yeah. think about your life in general. People get lost in the moment, in the doing. And particularly when you're stressed out and don't know where you're going is when you want to find solace in just being busy. Mm-hmm. And that is where we get lost. You've got to take the time. And so like I, I joke about because people ask me like, hey, what's the first thing you do when you went into when I have, uh, you know, discussions around uh, uh, business performance methodology? Because I've got a lot of different tools I use. And yeah. it's like, what's the first thing you do? And I go, nothing. Not, what? what, what? And they're like, Wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I didn't do anything the first couple of weeks. Like I go in and I don't do anything. I just observe. I don't fill out any reports. I don't do anything mm-hmm. uh, because I find I'm taking over for somebody that didn't wasn't successful, obviously, but not for lack of trying, mm. not for lack of work. They're usually working your ass off, especially if you're about to lose your job. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and they have so much busy work. And it'd be funny when I'd actually be trained by the uh, the outgoing person too. like, uh-huh. you got to do this. You got to do this and make sure this is done by this time. And I would go, OK, that's nice. I wouldn't do anything. Sure. Because sure. <laughs> I'm like, well, find out what's important. Yeah. And, and, and that gives you the, cause you have to have the time. You can't always be doing stuff. And, and so to create time, that's the most essential thing that you need to be able to do mm-hmm. uh, is my, my three-step process. And this is again, kind of related to some, uh, methodology out of Japan, but it, it's, uh, the five S, uh, but you don't really need to, we won't go through all five of them. Okay. Um, but, uh, remove and it's meant for like workplace organization stuff but anyway we're going to talk about <laughs> like task stuff yeah. quit quit doing everything and you will quickly find out what has to get done interesting okay? that's key well my god laundry's got to get done or you know i i smell like bad and nobody yeah. wants to talk to me okay i got to do laundry All right. right same thing in the work environment you'll find like so much reports and things are ha- like things have to be done they don't have to be done so first step is if you don't have to do it, don't do it. Eliminate okay. it. Okay. The second step is, okay, I figured out I have to do it. How do I automate this process? How do I spend the time and develop something so that this is taken care of by itself automatically? And sure. then if I don't, a lot of people jump to delegate, but it's like, it doesn't have to be delegated. Maybe paying somebody to do something in your personal life. It could be. Uh, you know, t- uh, setting up bill pay for your accounts. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, how do you, well, actually, I guess that would fall into automate, but those are the three te- step process. Don't do it. Uh-huh. Automate it next if you have to do it. And then if you can't uh-huh. automate it, you know, figure out uh, how you're going to outsource that in some, yeah. some fashion or another. Uh, and that can quickly focus things if it's, and this is for, if it's not aligned with this North star. So we got to get back to, where do I want to go? What am I trying to do? What am I trying to accomplish? What are the things in my life that are moving me that direction? Because if it's right. not moving me that direction, I want to take that three-step process because it's okay. not a priority to me. Okay. And you'll find out so quickly how many things in your life are not actually moving you mm. forward towards that star. And uh, and that's how you get those steps. So one step in front of others. You, you got, you got to get that process started. And that's how we, that's how we yeah. started is figure out what are the things and mm-hmm. every day do something 
Do something. That is moving you forward towards that goal that you want to accomplish. You need to be doing something every day that's heading that direction. And uh, otherwise, it's another day lost. You didn't yeah. do activity. And the next thing you know, it's a week. It's a month. Yeah. Yeah. It's a year. Just like that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's... Dude, so I, I love that, man. So let me ask you this, because I, I I think it's so easy for somebody say that like, let's just... Let's just get to working out, right? Because everyone wants to, especially once January 1st rolls around, everyone wants to get back to working out and, and change their fitness life, right? So someone's working out for two weeks and then they kind of start to like go to the gym, not go to the gym, go to the gym, not go to the gym. And then all of a sudden that week turns into two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, whatever. And I'm four weeks down the road. I haven't been to the gym once. And then I start thinking like, well, what's the point? I've, you know, I've already failed at, you know, at the goal that I had set. So like, why go back or what, you know what I mean? Like, so how do we fight those thoughts of, ah, I don't know, I've already missed it. I've already failed. I haven't done this. I haven't kept my own word to myself. How do we fight those thoughts, man? Well, <laughs> you got to ask yourself, how much do you really want it? And mm-hmm. so there's nobody else that's going to provide you that external motivation. And so all of these come back to consistency and you have the choice every day. It doesn't matter where you've been, but right now in this moment in time and going forward, what are my choices that I'm making that are going to, that are going to lead me in that right direction and, and and jumping to how can I consistently uh, do that? So yeah, I I missed a month, whatever the reasons that's past time is today. Okay. (laughs) And, I don't feel up for it tomorrow or the day after, like ask yourself that same question again, uh, because is it a priority or not? If you're not sure. doing it, it's, it's not a priority and quit trying. Sure. So and I think realizing be, that like, be, be, be honest with yourself. If it's not a priority, call it. Yeah. It's just some fluff that has you entertained and that you want to do, but it's not worth making part of your lifestyle in life. Be yeah. honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Be honest with yourself. I was just about to say that, man. It's like you read my mind. Well, dude, I've got a last couple questions for you, Chris. Uh, dude, this has been like insane, man. I don't know where the past 45 minutes has gone, dude. This has been awesome. What has being a dad taught you about failure and about success? Uh, it's uh, It's interesting question for me because I actually, you know, had the prior experience of raising my siblings as uh, as well. And so I have this weird uh, kind of brother fatherly relationship with them as well. (laughs) Uh, You've got to let people, children learn to fail on their own. Mm -hmm. There's no, you can't coddle, you can't give them the things that they need to be successful in life. Because if you try to, we see this actually a lot with, uh, with parenting today. And then what happens to those children as they get into college and they not successful in the, something happens and, and the, and the parents like trying to call the college professor or something to, to, to manage the kid. Or I've seen, I've seen this in the work environment where the parent has like set up the interview for the, the kid or, or the kids getting, uh, you know, and I say kid loosely, it's somebody in their twenties, right. Right. That is, 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 uh, missing work in the parent is like trying to give excuses, you know, trying to call, 
call call the boss about these sorts of things. Like, sure, that stuff doesn't fly. And, uh, you know, so you're going to start learning, failing in a manner that's going to greatly affect your life if you haven't Mm -hmm. learned these lessons as a child. Yeah. And so, so you, you can't, you can't have perfection. You can't have them win all the time. And everybody wants to see that. I want my kid on the winning team. I'm going to push, you know, oh, we can't have, we can't have scoring in sports because it's all about fun we have to be learn the process that there are winners and losers in life. Right. And at, at times, like uh-huh. just because you lost one time, you're not, you're not a loser, but I lost in this process and I need to get better. And that if I try things and I fail, it's okay. Right. And so it's, these are, these are things that have to happen in your childhood so that you can actually handle these as adults, because Mm -hmm. it is going to really affect your life if you can't work through this process. So an example we see in the sports performance world is that gifted athlete, Mm -hmm. right? I see so many times, this is going to be the next greatest person. It's somebody, you know, that's, you know, they've done so well and, you know, through, through, up through high school sports, college sports, they've got into, you know, professional or, you know, some other strength sport, whatever it is. And the first couple of years, they're phenomenal. They're going to be the next great thing. They're the gift that come into the sport. And I always just nod my head. We'll see. Right. Right. It will see because one, they're going to get hurt. Something's going to happen. Something, something's going to happen. And they've never had the the process of working through that, working through the struggle. Uh, And that is something, like I said, I've got some genetic gifts, but I'm not, I'm not top tier. Uh, I'm above average without a doubt, but I, you have to learn the process of persevering through, through injury, through hardship, through these difficult times, because they're going to come and you've got to understand that process. And so we see this happen a lot with gifted athletes They end up going nowhere because the first time that they hit this major struggle or hurt themselves, it's, you know, they're working through this process. They can't get through it mentally. Right. And they don't know what to do. They bag out, they're done and they disappear. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. disappear these. And uh, so it's within five years, within five years of entering and becoming, you know, the next greatest thing, uh, yeah. you'll, you'll see the name disappear. Is it always the case? No. And that's where this importance as a child of learning uh, how to struggle and how to fail is so important because guess what? They could be great. And that's what the that's what the greatest athletes and the greatest performers out there are. They have the mental abilities, they have the genetic, physical abilities, and they've got the ability to persevere. Right. And you put you have to have all these things to be at that level. Mm-hmm. It's not anyone, it's not everybody loves that. Oh, they're great because of this. No, they've got it all. Yes, they, they, worked, all the harder. they worked harder than everybody else, but they could. And they went through stroke, you know, like you have to have all these things. It's not any one thing. Yep. Well, I think the important part of it too, you mentioned earlier is the ability to make sure you're not identifying as a loser. You're not identifying as a failure. And I think like you mentioned, that's key when to learn how to go through that when you're a kid. So that way, when you graduate college and you have those first couple job interviews and you don't get those, it's so easy to start being like, well, I didn't get that job interview. I am now a failure. 
No, 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 no. Just because you didn't get that job doesn't mean that you are a failure. Someone else just beat you. Someone else won. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I glossed over that really quick. I made the correction myself when I was stating that um, uh, specifically because I heard what I said. Um, But that was a quick point I glossed over that is very, very critical. Like Mm -hmm. just because you didn't win or you were the loser of something, you're not a loser. That's the outcome of that specific process. Uh, that happened. And it does not mean anything because you can come back around and be on top. Yep. Take those lessons yep. and come back around. That's exactly. just uh, one foray through the, through, through the first <laughs> challenges. That's right, brother. Well, I've got a, uh, I've got one last question for you, Chris, and man, I appreciate you so much, dude. Like I'm so excited for these next five years to see what's going to happen with Kabuki strength and where it's going to go. And I'm so excited to see what's going to happen and how you guys are continuing to train, change lives uh, because it's going to be really, really cool, man. Like, and I, I cannot wait to see it. So one, thank you, brother, for pushing through those failures, those first couple of years. Thank you for spending time with yourself, becoming self-aware so that when that, those failures did come, you could just keep going. So I appreciate you, man, for what you're doing and, and looking forward to the future. Thank you. Last question for you, man. So you've got 60 seconds. You've got one minute to look into a camera, to look into a phone, and you get to give advice on success and failure. And it gets sent directly to people's phones all over the world, no matter the language, because we all know that as soon as that phone dings or buzzes, we immediately pick it up and look at it, right? So you get one minute of wisdom to share on failure and success What's that one minute of wisdom that you're sharing? I'm not good on the fly like that, man. <laughs> I, gotta, I don't know if you figured Putting this you out. Spot, the I, uh, <laughs> I got to think about things. <laughs> I love it. I um, love it. So like I, I'm going to reiterate some, some main points that uh, I made through the course of this podcast. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, incredibly important in life to understand those values, your North star, where you want to go and nothing, it, everything all falls with starting to understand that place first. Sure. What you want to accomplish in this world, how do you want to live from there? Once we've got that identified, it's, it's a matter of consistency over time of working towards that goal. So consistency is key. It's one of the biggest things from there. Um, and then, so understand your values, your North Star, consistency in working towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I lost my last point already. <laughs> We've been <laughs> well, at hey, it too long, man. I'm those sorry. Those two are good enough, man. Those two are good uh, enough, dude. If someone can take those two right there, then they are they are well on their way, dude. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, Chris, thank you, brother, for for today. It was seriously awesome. I'm so excited for for people to hear this and and take away the wisdom and the insight that you've shared, man. Because it's it's powerful, brother. You have a powerful story, but you also have like this peace about you too, man. And you have this passion about you. So I'm excited for people to hear this, man, because it's it's going to change someone's life. Um, so thank you for today, man. This this was awesome. Thanks for having me on, and thanks for the great interview. Yes, sir. Wasn't this episode phenomenal, guys? 
The stories that Chris shares, the introspection that Chris has is incredible. Make sure, guys, you tag both myself, Studying Failure, and Chris on Instagram, letting us know that you listened to this episode, and then send it over to one friend, letting them know just how powerful this episode was as well. One of my favorite things in the whole entire episode is when Chris said, if you focus on the objects, you can really miss what you're after. I loved that throughout the whole entire episode, we were just talking about falling in love with the process and how you need to fall in love with the process because to accomplish anything big in life, it's going to take time. It's going to take failures. You're going to hit setbacks and have roadblocks along the way, but just know that that's all part of it. Just because you fail doesn't mean that you are a failure. It just means that you just have more to learn. Guys, this episode impacted me to my core. I hope it impacted you and left you with some valuable tools that you can take into your day-to-day, take into your business, take into you being a parent, whatever it might be. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys took a lot away from this episode. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Studying Failure podcast on Apple, Spotify, or even Audible, as each week we've got some incredible guests with some powerful perspectives to share to help you change the way you view failure and help you reach the success that you desire. So guys, until next time, remember, just because you fail does not mean that you are a failure. It's all part of the process find your North Star and just keep moving forward.